You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. When was the last time you saw a typewriter? <laughs> to the millennials, that's where it all came from. Uh, keyboards and uh, the typewriter. And we are about to begin our new series. It's an eight-week series on the parables entitled Truth Be Told. So we'll be focusing on eight parables of Jesus. I was informed that there are more than eight. There are about 35 parables, but for some reason, we'll focus on these eight parables. Here's our schedule. Uh, for this week, this particular Sunday, we'll be talking about the parable of the sower. Next week is the parable of the mustard seed. Next would be the parable of the prodigal son. And week four is parable of the uh, good Samaritan. For the whole month of November, we'll be talking about finance, money. Interestingly enough, that Jesus also spoke about money. Jesus spoke about uh, uh, earthly wealth. So week five uh, is uh, parable of the workers. Week six, uh, parable of the ten minus. Uh, week uh, seven, parable of the rich fool. And week eight is the parable of the shrewd manager. So for this particular Sunday, as we open up the series, we'll be talking about the parable of the sower. Our main text this evening would be in Luke chapter 8, verse 4 to 8. So may I invite you to stand up as we uh, read God's Word. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the, the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 4 And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns and the thorn grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things. He called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, this is our prayer, Lord. Grant us ear to hear and hearts to receive your word this evening. Lord, we pray for your blessing to be upon your people And Lord, we thank you because, Lord, in the midst of us is you. You are in the midst of us, and Lord, we give you glory. And this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Interestingly enough that we opened this new series, uh, Truth Be Told, with this particular parable, the parable of the sower. You know what? It says that this particular parable, parable of the sower, is the parable of all parables. It is the grandfather of parables. Interestingly enough, it says in Mark chapter 4 verse 13, again it's the same parable but now in the account of the book of Mark and it says this, Jesus is speaking and he says, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable pertaining specifically on the parable of the sower? Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Understanding this parable, the first part of the series, the parable of the sower, is crucial 
to understanding all the other parables. This is key. So the question here is, before we jump into the word really is, what is a parable? Ano nga ba ang isang parable? No? Well, basically, a parable is a narrative analogy that Jesus uses to teach the truth. It contains moral and spiritual lessons. It uses earthly illustrations to show or to illustrate heavenly truth. And it is a story with a corresponding message. This is the tool of Jesus, the communication tool of Jesus, when He is uh, teaching about the truth about the kingdom of God. To share about the secrets of the kingdom of God, Jesus uses parables. Parables are amazing. It calls for the genius of, of Jesus to use ordinary things to explain extraordinary truth. Parables are deceptively simple stories, just like children's stories, and, but it contains the secret of the kingdom of God. It's very interesting about this parables. Another thing is that parables produce different results uh, for different kinds of people. Now, let me show you this particular verse. Luke chapter 8, verse 4. And when a great crowd, can you say with me, great crowd? When a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, great crowd, town after town, and that's a lot of people. Would you agree with me? Because at this time, Jesus was a very popular public figure. They heard about His fame. They heard about the miracles that He did. He turned water into wine. He walked on water. He multiplied bread and fish. He healed the sick and He raised the dead among all the other uh, miracles. So if there was a miracle worker somewhere, even now, wouldn't we be interested also in, in just curious to see who this person is? And so there's a lot of people, great crowd, people from town to town was, was, was gathering. Jesus was attracting all kinds of people. Curious people, uh, people wanting the blessing and maybe not the blesser. People may be wanting the gifts, but not really the giver. People wanting to get something out of Jesus. They were there. What's in it for me? Or maybe some people just wanted to be entertained. I heard he's a miracle worker. So I want to see the miracles. I, I want to be entertained. You know? And there are some people who are just waiting for Jesus to make a mistake. These are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're just observing carefully of what Jesus will say, what Jesus will do. And maybe he'll commit a mistake and they'll find something to accuse him of. This were the crowds. This was the crowds. You know what? Um, again, many, many people are attracted to Jesus. Just like today, the church today, many, many people are attracted to the worship services. Just like what we have now, uh, we do have a wonderful, if I may say so myself, wonderful uh, assembly hall. Would you agree? Isn't this great that we have this? We can go here Sunday after Sunday. We have comfortable seats. We have nice air conditioning. We have LCD projectors. Isn't that great? Yes, that's great. So people, and we, by the way, we have excellent 
music ministry, alright? Plus, we have friendly ushers, di ba? I want to greet you in the, the door, say hi to you. Amazing volunteers, so people at Tech, and Kids Church, amazing, amazing. Um, so people are just wanting, are drawn to, to what Jesus has to offer. Amazing things, right? Another thing is that parables produce, uh, like we said, different results for different people. There are two types of people, basically. One is the church. The church are the people inside the community of faith of Jesus. Uh, they're, they're the disciples. They're the disciples. To the disciples, to the church, to the followers of Jesus, the parables are uh, to reveal the truth about the kingdom. The parables are meant to show forth the principles of the kingdom as instructions for living, instructions of the kingdom, the secrets of the kingdom are revealed to the church. But to the other group, which is the crowd or the other people, the parable is not to reveal, but to conceal. To conceal the kingdom principles from the crowd. To the crowd, it's judgment and warning. To the people outside the community of faith, there's two types of people. Say with me, the church, and the crowd. In Luke chapter 8, verse 10, it says there this, And He said, To you who has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. Can you say, to you? Given secrets of the kingdom, but for others. Say with me, others. They are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting that they may not understand what? That they may not understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. You see, the church and not the crowd, the church are the possessor of the secrets of the kingdom of God. The secrets of the kingdom, the kingdom of God is the rule, the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. His lordship, His dominion. How is it to live under the lordship, the sovereign rule of Jesus Christ. How is it to live in the dominion of the King of kings and Lord of lords? Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says this, For the kingdom of God is, a mat- is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's about the kingdom. It's about righteousness, it's about peace, about joy in the Holy Ghost. Do you know what the cryptex is? Cryptex. Basically, it's this curious device. It was shown in the film Da Vinci Code. Right? So, it's just this cylinder with five marble uh, discs. Each disc would contain the whole alphabet. It acts like a combination lock. And if you get the right password, it would open up the, the, the cylinder and inside it is the hidden information, hidden code that, that is, that is, uh, that is uh, a mystery. And so the, the cryptex really is like the parable. And you need to get the right password to have access to the secret information. The code is really Jesus. Because it is through Jesus that we get the secrets of the kingdom of God. 
We have access through the secret things of the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus says in, in, in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you want to know about the kingdom, kingdom principles, the kingdom of God, it is revealed through Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 to 27 says this, The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to His saints, revealed to His church, revealed to, to His disciples. To them, God chose to make, uh, to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of His glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amazing. Again, this is through the parables and God would reveal the secrets of the kingdom. It's all about the secrets of the kingdom. And so the disciples ask Jesus, Luke chapter 8 verse 9, Jesus, what is the meaning of this particular parable? The parable of the sower, what is the meaning of this? And Jesus explains to them in the following verses, Luke chapter 8 verse 11 to 15. Now the parable is this. Jesus is the one speaking, uh, explaining the parable to His disciples. The seed is the Word of God. Say with me, Word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the Word from their hearts so that they may not believe and not be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the Word, receive it with joy. But these have no roots. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, they fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, Hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Amazing things that we want to focus on in this explanation of Jesus about the parable of the sower. Number one is the sower. Number two is a seed. Number three is the soil. Now, the sower is Jesus Christ. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the Messenger, the Messiah. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The sower does not change. He is from beginning and He is from end. Who was, who is, and is to come. That is Jesus. He does not change. The seed is the Word of God. We know heaven and earth will fade away, but the Word of God it shall remain. It is established firm in the heavenlies. The Word of God does not change. What varies though, what changes, are the hearts of men. The soil are the hearts of men. In this particular parable, there are four different kinds of soil. Again, we read Luke chapter 8, verse 5 to 8. The sower went out to sow seeds, and as he sowed, some fell along the path, say with me, path, and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, say with me, rock. As it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. 
and some fell among the thorns. Say with me, thorns. And the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil. Say with me, good soil. It grew and yielded a hundredfold. Different kinds of soil. And we know that the soil is the heart of men. First part is those seed that fell along the path. Along the path, we can say hardened hearts. Hardened hearts. The, along the path, the path is, uh, of course, that's the part of the ground where people usually pass. I'm not quite sure if they had cements at that time, but that's as hard as cement, that path. And so they're saying, uh, the parable is saying, the seed that fell along the path are like hardened hearts. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, it says there this, Today, say with me, today. Look at the person beside you. Say today. If you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts. For the seed that fell along the path, in the account of Matthew of the same parable, it says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown. Another account in Mark chapter 4, verse 15. And these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that has been sown in them. And we see Satan now coming in, stealing. It reminds us of John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. The evil one, Satan, snatches the word. Again, in Luke chapter 8, verse 12, The one along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Interesting. Interesting. In this particular type of soil, the path, the word was not even received. It did not even had a chance to germinate. It was not received by the soul. It was just on the surface. The seed did not penetrate the soil. People who've heard the gospel but are not affected by it. They heard the message of the kingdom but they're not moved by it. It was just on the surface. Surface only. Like surface Christianity. Christiano sa nguso, pero hindi naman sa puso. Sa surface lang. External Christianity. Not just, not really from inside out. But something that's external. Behavior modification. Only. Uh, uh, as part or, stu- or to be part of some religious activity. So we can modify the behavior. We can raise hands. We can sing at the top of our lungs. But if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that's just religiosity. Do you agree? So we can have that external uh, uh, behavior. We can do the things what other people are doing. But again, it should come... It should come from something that's from inside out, not just from outside. These are the seeds 
that fell along the path. Next is the seeds that fell on the rock. If the seeds that fell along the path were uh, hardened hearts, the seed that fell on the rock are shallow hearts. In Luke chapter 8, verse 13, it says there this, and the, one, and the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. Say with me, with joy. But these have no roots. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, say with me, testing, they fall away. In times of testings, in times of trials, since they lack the foundation, they have no root, they easily fall away. This reminds me of an account in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 24. It says, the wise and foolish builders. He says, anyone who hears these words of mine and does and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain will come down, the floods will rise up, the winds will blow and beat against this house, but this house will stand for its foundation is upon the rock. Anyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain will come down, the floods will rise up, the winds will blow and beat against this house, and this house will fall with a great crash. We need foundation. We need to be rooted. Matthew chapter 13, verse 20 to 21 says this, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Say it to me, immediately. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word, immediately also he falls away. Immediately, he receives it with joy. Because there's no roots, immediately, he falls away. I'd like to speak about discipleship. Uh, just camp here for a while. We always say that victory exists for two reasons and two reasons alone. That is to honor God and to make disciples. A lot of people are attracted to the worship services because we have good facility, praise God for that. We have good music team, praise God for that. We have good Preachers, amen. <laughs> Praise God for that, by His grace, you know. So, but it's not just about the worship services. If we attend worship services alone and not attend discipleship or not tend to the discipleship journey where our roots and our foundation uh, will be built stronger on, on God's Word, then we're missing out on a lot of things. Week in, week out, we announce uh, things about discipleship. We need to have roots. We need to be founded on God's Word. Founded, uh, having a strong, growing relationship with Jesus. Strong and growing relationship with Jesus. Another type of, 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 uh, of soil uh, are the thorny soil. These are the seeds that fell among the thorns. These are the divided hearts. Divided hearts. Luke chapter 8, verse 14 says this, As for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruits does not mature. 
Their Christianity is compartmentalized. Christian on a Sunday, rejoicing, believing, embracing God's truth on a Sunday, but apparently it is not lived out on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's not lived out in the everyday life. Christian in church, but right after church, there's a different person in work, a different person in, in, in the offices, different person in the community, even a different person when driving. Look at the person beside you. <laughs> different person in the parking lot. Somehow, what is received, what is preached and received on a Sunday is not lived out on the other days of the week. Iba pag businessman, iba pag business business, iba pag... Iba na, nawala na yung principles of the kingdom. Mark chapter 4, verse 18 to 19 says about the same thing. But, uh, and others are, are the ones sown among the thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires, say with me, desires, desires for other things, enter and choke the word and proves, uh, and it proves unfruitful. Cares, riches, pleasures of life. You see, Christianity is about exclusivity with Jesus. Let me repeat that. Christianity, true Christianity, is about exclusivity with Jesus. There's a reason why commandment number one is commandment number one. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. No other gods. No idols. In our one-to-one booklet, there's this familiar, almost famous line. Something some, some people think it's a verse, but it's a famous line that says, If Jesus is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all. Parang yung series lang natin, all and nothing. It's about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. You cannot serve God. This is what Jesus is saying. You cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all, not just half or 90%, but all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are not to be divided. We are to give our whole heart under the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, there are the seeds that fell into good soil. Say with me, good soil. These are honest, honest, and a good heart. Honest na, good pa. Honest and good heart. Luke chapter 8, verse 15 says, As for that in good soil, there are those who hearing the, the, hearing the word hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Say with me, patience. Fruit bearing requires patience. How I wish that when you plant a seed or sow a seed, that it will grow up and bear fruit immediately. It's not like that, right? The only seed that I know that's like that is the seed in, in, in Jack and the beanstalk. <laughs> when you put it there, it grows. But it's not like that. It requires some time. It requires patience. On the same account pertaining to this particular uh, uh, soil found in Matthew, as for what was sown in good soil, 
This is the one who hears the word. Say it me, hears the word. Understands it. And understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirtyfold. Again in Mark. But those who are sown in good soil, they're the ones who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. Hearing here means listening, putting value. Treasure, putting, uh, treasuring it, treasuring the Word of God. We may hear, but not understand. An example would be, um, going through Facebook. You do, do, do Facebook, right? Going through Facebook. And my wife was giving me instructions for uh, what I should do for that particular time uh, in the house. Oh, you, I know, you feed the dogs and you, you clean the yard. Just, just talking, right? And I'm, just, I'm, lis- I'm hearing, but I'm not listening. And so he asked me, put down that device and focus on me and listen, listen. And so I would listen. Wives, your husbands need to listen, right? And the wives say, can't hear the words. The wives say, not just hear, but listen, right? So there's a difference. Some people hear, but not accept the word. Yes, I hear the word. I hear what the Bible is saying. I hear what is being preached. I hear what Jesus is saying in the scriptures. But I don't accept it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Hmm? Bless your enemies. So sometimes our hearts would rebel and not fa- uh, the Word of God will not have uh, a resolution in our hearts. We would rebel. We hear the Word, but we need to accept it. When we accept it in such a way that we apply it in our lives, it bears fruit. It bears much fruit. If I ask somebody, someone who attends victory regularly, I say, do you believe in God's Word? Most probably you'll say, yes, I've been attending church for 40 years. Victory has just been 30 years, not 32. So 40 years. Yes. Anyways, all right. been attending church. You believe in God's Word? Yes. But do you believe it in such a way that you apply it in your life? That's the believing part that we're talking about. You believe and trust in God's Word in such a way that you apply it in your life. If you don't, if you don't apply it in our lives, it will not bear fruits. A word that is applied in our lives, lived out in our daily lives, bears much fruit. Some 30-fold, 60-fold, Hundredfold. The average computation of farming at that time, when a sower would sow seeds, 15-fold is good enough. He already has gain. But Jesus is saying 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. 100-fold means blessed by God. And so if you apply God's Word, the principles of the kingdom... Uh, hear it, accept it, and, and apply it in our, in our lives, we bear fruit and we are blessed by God.
In John chapter 15, verse 5 and 8, it says there this, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you, can you look at the person beside you? Say, you, you can do nothing. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So proved to be my disciples. This is the Father's glory. God is glorified when we bear much fruit. I'd like to show a picture that is uh, the close-up macro photo of a papaya leaf, a healthy papaya leaf. Uh, yep, uh, that's papaya. And yung sumisilip dun sa corner, yung uh, face ng wife ko, si Jenny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dapat daw yung, hindi daw yung buo eh. So face na lang, ganyan. So, alright. Uh, you know, my wife loves uh, uh, fruits. And this particular uh, craving, uh, desiring, is for papaya. And so she decided to plant papaya trees in our backyard, about seven or eight trees, all right? And so she's, of course, she knows that when she plants, she won't eat papaya right away. So she's so patient, right? Now, among the trees or the seed that, he, that she planted, this one particular tree, as you see, that papaya tree is taller than her, taller than her, than her. that's the first tree that grew really, really, really fast, and it showed uh, 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 evidences of fruits. And she was so excited, so excited. She would talk to the plant every morning. Kakamustahin niya, ganyan. Uh, you know, she would have conversation with the, with the plant. And so she's so excited. Now, the other, the other uh, uh, seeds that she planted, nag-sprout nag out. It, it did sprout out for, for a while. But it was so small. And we were thinking that this tree will not even survive. Not like this one tree, this, this big tree. You know what happened? This particular tree withered and it did not bear fruit. While the small trees, the other trees that she, uh, that she planted are now big and they're now bearing fruit. And so it's amazing to think that in the same garden, on, in the same garden, there are different kinds of soil. The quality of the soil is this, this determined uh, by, by its fruitfulness. It is, interestingly enough, in our garden, it's not, it's not a big garden, it's a small garden, but in that small garden, there are different types of soil, different quality of soil. Same seed, different soil. Same message, different hearers. Same preaching, different hearers. Amazing. Look at the person beside you. Say hi. <laughs> if, and if you use math, if you use math uh, with this parable, it says one-fourth. You have the seeds that fell on the path, on rocky uh, soil, on thorny soil, and on good soil. One-fourth. One-fourth are good soil. I guess the question is this. Do you want to bear fruit? Do you want to bear fruit? Let's do a short heart survey. Is that okay? Short heart survey. Let us ask ourselves these questions. What kind of soil is my heart?
Have I become hardened to the things of God? Surface Christianity? How do I treat God's Word? Do I treat it lightly? Do I put value? Do I put importance to God's Word? Of course, it would reflect on the prioritization. When we wake up in the morning, before we begin our day. Next is, am I shallow in my commitment to God and His Word? Is, do, I, do I choose which things or which part of the message or God's instruction are convenient for me? Which things are convenient? Which things are comfortable? Next question is, am I distracted and divided uh, by, by sin and the cares of the world? Is my Christianity compartmentalized? I raise my hands in worship and in praise on a Sunday, but I also raise my fist on a different day in anger and in bitterness. Am I bearing the kind of fruit that glorifies God? Luke chapter 8, verse 18 says this, Take care, say with me, take care. Take care on how you hear. For the one who has more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Take care how you hear. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 to 25 says, And he said to them, Pay attention. Look at the person beside you. Say, pay attention. Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, the importance and the value that you give, with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And still more will be added to you. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. It talks about stewardship. These are the secrets of the kingdom of God. Principles of the kingdom of God, the word of God. How do we take care of God's word? Are we good stewards of God's word? Do we value God's word? If we don't value God's word, Jesus says, we will not bear fruit. He will not give us more. And what we have will might be taken away. You see, gospel fruitfulness in our lives depends on the condition of our hearts. You're going to be fruitful, and we know this is for the, uh, the Father's glory. It depends on the condition of our hearts. Truth be told, our series is talking about truth. And I know sometimes it's a hard truth, right? We spend time talking about the seed. We know the seed is the Word of God. We praise God that His Word will not return to Him, to him empty. We know heaven and earth will fade away, but His words, they shall remain. We talked about the seed. We talked about the soil. And we know there are different kinds of soil. Maybe we think, or we're thinking, you know what, I'm not the one, uh, the path, the one on the path. I'm not a hardened heart. That's my neighbor. <laughs> he has a hardened heart, not me. 
or maybe we're saying, you know what, I'm not the guy with the rocky, uh, uh, rocky soil, or the guy with 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 um, um, uh, what kind of heart is that? Shallow heart. That's not me. Because I'm in all the ministries. I'm in ushering, I'm in tech, I'm in music. My commitment is deep. That's not me. I'm not a shallow Christian. That's the person sitting next to me. <laughs> no, just kidding. Or maybe we say that uh, I, I'm, not, I'm, not the, I'm not the guy with a divided heart. I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm the same guy on a Sunday the same guy that you meet Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's not me. That's somebody else. Maybe you're saying, I'm the guy with a good soil, with an honest heart. Honest and a good heart. Maybe that's what you're saying. Maybe that's what we're saying. Truth of the matter is that we all have that kind of a heart sometime in our lives there was a time when your heart was hard god's word will be will read will be uh, shared to you and you didn't mind it you don't didn't really care there was a time that you were like that there was a time when your heart was rocky it was shallow okay na ako attend lang ako ng sunday after sunday sa worship services okay na yung commitment ko doon or maybe Tayo then we also we are also that kind of a heart that we're divided, compartmentalized. We're also that kind of a heart, that kind of a soil. So we talk about the seed, we talk about the soil. Now we'll talk about the sower. You see, the sower is Jesus Christ, and it didn't matter to Jesus what kind of soil there is: hard soil, rocky, thorny, or good soil. He sowed the seed. It doesn't matter what kind of heart we have. We have Jesus. Jesus sows the seed in our hearts. The soil will not have power to change itself. It will not have power to cultivate itself, to make it good. But the sower, the sower can do that. The sower can cultivate the soil. Would we allow now Jesus to change our heart. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and uh, from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Psalm 51, verse 10. King David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Clean means pure. Pure means no deception. No deception means honest. As for that, in good soil, there are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruits with patience. Would you allow God to minister to us, to you right now, and change our hearts so that our hearts would receive God's word and so that we may live fruitful lives for His glory. Let's all stand. Allow me to pray for you.
Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for your church. I thank you for your unconditional, eternal love that you have for each and every one of us. Lord, you know us better than we know ourselves. And Lord, we thank you for your love. Right now, as all heads are bowed and eyes are closed, just between you and God, in fact, nothing is hidden in God anyway, if you want a change of heart, if you want God to perform a heart change or a heart transplant so that our hearts, our stony hearts, our thorny hearts, or hard hearts be changed, would you raise up your hands without people looking around? Raise up your hands. Lord, I need a change of heart. I need a change of heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I need a change of heart. Lord, to everyone whose hands are lifted, even to everyone whose hands are not lifted, but yet in their heart of hearts, they're saying, Lord, I need a change of heart. Lord, let it be upon us according to your word. Create in us a pure heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within us. Remove our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh that we may receive your word, Lord. And may your word, Lord God, become fruitful in our lives that we may live life giving glory and honor to your name. Lord, thank you. You are able to do this for you are God. I believe in you, Lord. We believe in you. And we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Why don't we give God praise? Our God is good. Praise God.